the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello and welcome to Come Together San Diego. Guess what, my listening friends? This is the 52nd weekly show of Come Together San Diego. 52 weeks equals one year, so this broadcast marks a one-year point uh, when the program began. But guess what? It's also the fourth Saturday in the month, which also is the time for our special Align with Zion Hour. And uh, in this first hour, I'm going to have you meet Anarina Chiman, and she's a remarkable Orthodox Jewish woman who has an amazing ability as a Bible teacher, you will find out. And if you've followed the other few shows, the other fourth Saturdays of the months, you will know that to be the case. Together, she and I are going to excavate the Scripture using the Old Testament, and uh, I call it the Old Testament. She calls it the Tanakh. And uh, we will deal with that. And I, she's laughing because she's l- teaching me how to do the sound. And so you'll hear this. Hear me in my feeble attempt throughout the show today trying to do that. Anarina, good to have you. Hi, Kaz. And can I just say mazal tov on, on your year anniversary. And it is really um, an honor for me to be on the show and celebrate it with you and the listeners. Oh, it's a pleasure, really, and I do mean that. You know, we're, we talked a lot about a lot, a lot of things in the, in the past shows, and we uh, kind of hew it down to a specific topic for this show, and is one I've been looking forward to. It's called, What is the Big Deal About Jerusalem? <laughs> you and I are going to talk about that, and of course, with your uh, heart cry about Zion and about the city of David, uh, I know that you're burgeoning with information from Scripture and from the heart. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And I want to remind my friends that you are tied with AlignWithZion.com. It's new outreach that you have done, and you are entering into this. And I'm so excited to be in the early phases of that, Anarita Himan. And uh, so Anarina and AlignWithZion.com, tell us what you have to say about what in the world is going on with Jerusalem. Why and why now? Why, thank you, Kaz. I think <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole reason why I started uh, Align With Zion. It's just when I realized that something massive is going on and the people need to know this. Uh, around about five, four and a half years ago, five years ago, I walked outside what is today known um, as the Old City. I was on my way to the Kidron Valley, when I saw on my right-hand side um, that there is uh, excavations going on. And it basically said, discover the city of David. And I phoned my mom and I said to her, listen, um, excavations, they call it the city of David. I have no idea what it is, but I'm going to find out. And to my surprise, it was 
the most important place in the world. So this was about um, about seven like, years ago now for you? No, that, it ran about four and a half years ago. Okay. Four and a half years, five years ago. Yeah. And um, I started to go on tours there and I just wanted to figure out what is this place. And that's when I realized that um, the city of David is actually the true location of the ancient biblical Jerusalem. So um, according to history, the rediscovery was made by Charles Warren in 1867. I do not agree with it. I, it was four years ago when I discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so important because every person needs to rediscover Jerusalem, the true location, and understand why suddenly we've rediscovered it. This is the best-kept secret of our times, Kaz, that is, um, that is being shared with world because um, just to put us in a time frame, um, 2,000 years ago, Jerusalem was destroyed. Yes. And for 1,000 years, um, basically, the city disappeared um, underneath new cities that were built. The first city was built quite um, soon afterwards um, by Hadrian, and he called it Aela Capitolina. This was the Caesar that decided, I had enough of everything of, of Jews in Israel. I'm going to build a new city. And he literally went and he built on top of Jerusalem a completely new city. He shifted the foundations in such a way that slowly over time people will forget the the, the Jerusalem itself. And so what so year what year time frame was this? Help me so I can do a chronological uh, follow of, of what you're saying. Uh, um, 70 years um, in the common era that, that basically that that happened. Um, so we're talking around about 2,000 years. Um, and for a thousand years after that, um, um, empires came and went and cities were built on top of each other yes. and this is very important for our listeners as well because I'm sure that somewhere they've, um, they've heard the word Tel um, we have a big city here in Israel called Tel Aviv yes. uh, other cities also with that name and that's, uh, that's uh, an occurrence that you get in um, in Israel and in, in the Middle East. And a tell is actually a man-made hill. It's a city built upon a city built upon a city. Uh, and you would ask yourself, who, who would like to do that? Why would you not just build a new city somewhere else? Two reasons for that, Cass. The first one is um, you have to stay close to a water source. We didn't have the technology that we had today that you can just build wherever you want and bring the water to you. The aqueducts actually only came about in the time of the Roman era. Um, and we are talking about um, the true location of the ancient biblical Jerusalem in the times of King David. That's where the origins started. So in those times, and even before that, Kat, as you know, um, the city already existed in the time of Melchizedek, yes. of Abram, Abram when, uh, when the two of them met. And we can yeah. discuss that a little bit. But I just want to get back to the tell. Why do we have this... Um, this idea, and why do we see um, these kind of um, structures um, in the Middle East? So it had to be kept close to a water source, and that's why take the water, take the city. The water source also 
always had to be uh, protected very well. Um, the second thing is you will build a city on top of another city because you're making a political statement. Uh-huh. Um, I conquered you, I'm building on top, I'm establishing something new. So yes. that's why you would see these things. And it's very, very interesting, Cass, because when we go to Jeremiah 30, verse 18, there is a scripture that says in Hebrew, the city will be again built on her foundation. But you can hear the word Tila, which means basically her tell. The city will again be built on her tell. It means that Jerusalem has a tell. And in, um, in the end of days, uh, everything will move back to this location. And this, uh, if the listeners are following it in the Bible, they will see the scripture goes on, the verse goes on, and it says, and the palace on its proper place. And round about um, 10, 11 years ago, we also found the foundations of the palace itself. So amazing things happening just by looking at what's happening in the archaeology. It is. It's, so that's it's, when I discovered it four and a half years ago <laughs> when I saw the archaeology and um, from there, massive world opened up for me and I thought, if I'm excited about this, if this means so much to me, then we're going to have to share this with the world. You know, Honorina, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've been studying the city of David for like 40 years plus, and um, early on when I was studying it, the, the, the excavations in the city of David were minimal at best, and... Uh, and so a lot of this, I just had to kind of extrapolate and spiritualize things. And, and then all of a sudden you start realizing more and more that actually the things that were written in the Bible are actually true. And I know in 1948, uh, in, from a Christian perspective, we Christians, as we studied the Bible, we go, OK, well, that's symbol, symbolism because there is no technical Jerusalem or Israel anymore. And all of a sudden, when in 1948, Israel became a nation, uh, people should be started, should have started rethinking uh, Bible prophecy and saying, well, this is not symbolic anymore. It's, it could be symbolic, yes, but it's also real. And so that's um, the, the revelation that we are having to come to these days in the Christian realm. We're having to deal with that. And uh, that has enhanced my appreciation and love for the Jewish people. I'll tell you, Anna Arena, it really has. And, and so uh, perhaps we'll talk a little bit more about this in the future segments. We've got about a minute and a half or so left in this segment. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, when you see the things that have come to pass, you know, it, what other nation has been reborn? There is none. There is none. According to, this, according to the Bible, this is it, um, Cass. Um, 1948 was a watershed. It was a game changer. Because suddenly after that, it triggered all the other prophecies. And if you come to Israel, and if you come to Jerusalem, and if you come to the city of David, it's 24-7 that you can see prophecy being fulfilled. <laughs> it is. Um, and that people, they, that's where you can see God's faithfulness in His promises. And when He says something is going to happen, it's going to happen to the T. It's going to happen um, physically where you can see it. And that's why it's so important. Yes. That people need to connect that. And the most important is um, this physical uh, rediscovery has a tremendous 
spiritual impact. And yes. that's the thing that we need to talk about. We're going to talk about um, the, uh, yes. the spiritual Im- implications of this and the natural implications because God is a God of harmony and order. And he, the things he tells us, sometimes we can uh, un- glean spiritual implications and applications from, but uh, also that which is natural, that which is natural, and also the spiritual coming together in the same place and time. And that time is now. Wow. My listening friend, we're going to get ready to go into a break right now, but uh, you get a sense of when we read through the Old Testament, my friends, or as Honorina would call it, the Tanakh, and uh, God is highly favoring a place called Zion or Mount Zion in Scripture or the city of David or Jerusalem. In King David's day, those were all synonymous with one another. So uh, in the next segment, we're going to go into other things. Uh, Honorina Hyman of Align with Zion and I, we're going to go into the attempts that people have had to uh, distort biblical history and uh, um, distort Zion. And we're going to come to the realization that Zion was true and valid in the past, today, and even into the future. We're going to talk about that uh, when Anarina and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back again on Arena Hyman uh, of AlignWithZion.com. And Kaz, we're talking about scripture, but we're also talking about the world today. It's amazing how all these things tie together. We're talking about Zion and God's plans for Mount Zion. In in Psalm 48, it talks about Mount Zion uh, being the joy of the whole earth. And I'll tell you what, uh, Almarina's heart and my heart is that we want to inform other people as much as we can about why this Mount Zion, this city of David, this whole Jerusalem is the joy of God and God's greatest heart cry. And I'll tell you what, when you discover that, all scripture opens up to you. Isn't that right, Honorina? Correct. <laughs> um, we want to talk just a little bit, Honorina, in this segment about timelines. And I'm going to allow me to take my perception of God's timelines and take you all the way back from Adam until present day times. If you want to understand the character of God, it's helpful to understand the way he deals with time. In, the, in Psalm 90, verse 4, it says, in your sight, O Lord, 1,000 years is as though it were a day, and a day as though it were a 1,000 years. So uh, from that mentality, let's just kind of go back. And we know that God, um, on the seventh day, God rested and so forth. Let's go back. In, in Scripture, if you track it out, you, you find like, let's say, 6,000 years ago was the fall of Adam. Uh, 5,000 years ago uh, was approximately when Noah uh, was on the earth, and you know what happened during the days of Noah. And then 4,000 years ago, we have the Mesopotamian age, which was uh, Abraham. And then uh, 3,000 years ago, we have a guy named King David. And then uh, we Gentile Christians believe that uh, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came on the scene. And of course, here we are uh, 2,000 years beyond that into 2000, 2018, where we are today. I just wanted to do that to set the stage because Anna Arena wants to talk a little bit about timelines as well. And God 
puts forth timelines for us to understand his character. Isn't that right, Honorina? Correct, Chaz. And I think the most important thing that we will try to tie together in the sessions ahead is that there are always these three elements. Um, it's always time, place, and person. Um, God always speaks about chosen times, um, where the chosen people will have to meet him in a chosen place, and that's, that's Jerusalem. The chosen times obviously being the Jewish festivals and, and, and tremendous um, significance in what happens um, in that. Um, also, the whole Hebrew calendar. If you go to your Bible, you will see that God speaks to the prophets. On this day, in this month, God said. That is not happenstance. And um, God willing, we will be able to really dig into that um, in the sessions to come um, to, to really see how significant the timing is. But yes, Jerusalem is sticking on a timeline. And as we said, we can see a speed up because, as I said, 2,000 years ago, the destruction of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, actually, this is very interesting, Kaz. Jerusalem was only destroyed by fire twice in, in all of her history. She's, she was taken over. There were battles around her, etc., etc. But but complete destruction only twice. Okay. And that destruction was in the time of the Jewish people when Jerusalem belonged to them. And if you go to the excavations in the city of David, wherever you go, you will always hit uh, an ash layer. The first ash layer that you will hit is the Roman ash layer. And they know this by now. And when you go a little bit further down, you hit another, another ash layer, and that is the Babylonian one. So the whole history of Jerusalem written in ash um, as you go if you dig in the right place, if you're going to dig in the wrong place, you're not going to find this. And that's why it's so important that we understand that the city of David is um, the ancient biblical Jerusalem. Um, and on that, um, just on the sideline, how do we know that the city of David is Jerusalem cast? It is written in the Bible. Yes. 2 Samuel 5, 7. It says, and David took the, the stronghold of Zion and he called it the city, city of, of David. David. <laughs> and obviously, if we, if we read it in the Bible, when he speaks of her on a spiritual um, capacity, then you will see that he speaks of her as Jerusalem and Zion, and we will, or Zion, and we will get into that as well. But just coming back to the timeline, a city um, on a hill suddenly being rediscovered. 2,000 years, um, um, the, the, the destruction of Jerusalem in the millennia that followed city being built upon city, slowly the, the, the foundations of the original city, um, we, we, uh, we lost it, um, it disappeared. Um, around about 1,000 years later, there was a massive earthquake and the city of David, the, the, the original place where it all began, became a quarry. And for 1,000 years, we completely lost sight of this city. And the Jewish sages teach Jerusalem as a soul, Cass. She, she actually communicates uh, with God. And you can see that in Isaiah 49, where she says to God, you forgot me. Mm. And then God answers and he says, I cannot forget you. You are imprinted on the palms of my hands. And in a, in a, in a, in a time of favor, I will remember you. Yes. And this is what happened. Suddenly, after 2,000 years, 150 years ago, Queen Victoria woke up one morning and she wanted to know what's going on in Jerusalem. I'm paraphrasing because the story didn't go really completely like that, but she got <laughs> to the understanding that Jerusalem is important. Two reasons for that. 
um, first reason always political. <laughs> and if you go into the Bible in general and you really read it, you will see that politics are everywhere. Yes. <laughs> in the as in today, as in today. As in today, because that's just the way that it works. Um, and the second reason is she was a believing lady. She read her book. She understood that Jerusalem was important. So she sent a guy um, called Charles Warren to Jerusalem. The only thing that he, Charles Warren saw was the old city. Um, so he wanted to get to Temple Mount. Um, Temple Mount is the only um, location within the old city that actually belonged to the original ancient biblical Jerusalem. The rest of ancient biblical Jerusalem lies on the southern slope outside the walls. Um, and this is an amazing life lesson that we learn, Kaz, is when Charles Warren got there, um, he went for what he saw, what he understood. And at that time, it was in the Ottoman Empire, and the Ottoman said to him, you're not going to get in here. <laughs> and Charles Warren went, I will get in there, I will find another way. And he understood from ancient manuscripts that there are tunnels leading into Temple Mount. And he said, I'm going to find myself a tunnel. I'm going <laughs> to just dig myself through and into the city itself. But he was redirected to the southern slope. And um, the whole... Um, uh, the whole story of how he discovered it is also in a 21-day time frame. Um, and he discovered this city by accident when he went into Hezekiah's tunnel. He, he followed the water of the Gihon Spring. He saw a, sea, uh, a natural fissure above him, and he decided, I'm going to pop through there, and I'm going to find myself a tunnel. Yes, yes. He waited 20 days for scaffolding, and then when he popped through that shaft, uh, which we call the Warren Shaft today, he saw a massive structure on top of this, and he understood that something is on top of this water source, and that's when he knew, but he's now actually more in the vicinity of the actual ancient city. Yes, the actual ancient city of the this? city of David. Yes. Correct, correct. But what do we learn from this, Kaz? Sometimes you go for something that, in a general direction that you believe God showed you, you know what your call is, you know what you need to do, and when you get into tangible reach of it, like Charles Warren got to, um, got to the, arrived at the old city, then suddenly you get blocked and you get redirected and you go, what did I do wrong? You didn't do something wrong, you did everything yes. right. <laughs> God has to use your frame of reference of what you know, but then there's going to come a time when he's going to challenge you and say what you actually need to discover lies outside the box. Oh, that is so and good, Anarina. I, I, I wish the, 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 the listeners can see the, the outline of the old city. The old city itself is literally a square, and the city of David lies right outside that square. Yes. So, even with Jerusalem and the rediscovery of Jerusalem, we're going to have to start thinking outside the box. <laughs> we align ourselves with the true location. I love it. And you know, Honorita, one of the things that you said that really strikes my heart is, is God doesn't work with our temporal eyes so much as he does from the eyes of heart. And sometimes just because we're... We, we tend to be carnal people. We just, what we see with our eyes, we go, then, then, we'll, we'll, then we'll believe it. But he says, okay, if, if, you, if you need those eyes, we'll use those eyes to get you to the point of true revelation. And all of a sudden, like Warren did, uh, we, we come to the realization that, that uh, God's bigger than that, and he's using the natural things uh, into the spiritual Correct. things. And I like to see it from my, from my standpoint. The natural eyes lead to the eyes of the heart. And so, but don't get frustrated, Cass, <laughs> when you suddenly get redirected. It is not 
God that is against you, He is for you, and He is nudging you to get to the to the real stuff. <laughs> yes, it's about time for uh, us to take another break and get into the next segment. But my friend, you know, King David and the truths that he, are buried in the city of David uh, occurred about three thousand years ago. Mount Zion, uh, the city of David, they were the same place at that time. And uh, we speak of the city of David often as it deals with uh, uh, this geographical place in Jerusalem. But oftentimes when you talk about the city of David, it also carries with it some overtones of governance or governing. And so in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the city of David. But we talk a little bit about Zion, but also the city of David. You know, there is some, you know this is the, the seed of, uh, of, of civilization. So all facets of God's civilization are born there. There. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segments. So, Honorina Hyman of AlignWithZion.com and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. This is Rob Stark, pastor of Lampladder Revival Center. There is a time and a season we're entering right now where the new wine is being released and we all get to drink of it. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back for still another segment with Align with Zion, alignwithzion.com, and my sweet Jewish Orthodox friend. Honorina Hyman. And uh, how are you doing, Honorina? We've kind of opened, you know, it's like excavation of the city of David. You, you start and you start where people can actually see it. So we did early on in the this show, we talked about that. And we started brushing some, uh, some dust away and some stones away. And we begin to discover the essence of the city of David, the essence of Jerusalem, and the F- essence of Mount Zion. And it's wonderful to behold. And uh, one of the things that I love, and I think it's in Psalm 87.5, and you can straighten me out again because you're definitely a Tanakh lady. And uh, it, it talks about this person and that person were born in her. All my springs are in thee. Talking about uh, Zion and, and, and city of David and things like that. That has always been a, a scripture that has been captivating to me. because, And that was one of the scriptures that really led me into embracing the city of David. I can, I can tell you how my heart just really bleeds for intimacy in the city of David. I, I'll tell you. And you know what? There are a lot of people that are listening that have nuances of this, but they, their brain can't comprehend it yet. And God is just now like he's excavating our brains to get all the dust out of the way so that we can comprehend his gift to mankind. Would you like to take it from here, Anarina Hyman? It is so interesting because um, in the Hebrew it says, Ish ish yuladba. So Ish ish means every man was born in Zion, in Zion. And that's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting concept. And for us... Um, um, in the Jewish uh, tradition, it basically says that God created the whole world was created from the navel of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is basically the navel, and there, um, from the foundation stone on which the Ark of the Covenant stood, from there, the world was created. And the place where the the, the altar stood, the altar had to be made from from um, the adama, from the soil 
of of the uh, that was on top of Temple Mount, and it is said that from that soil that we call Adama, because that's the Hebrew mm. word for it, Adam was made. So God took from the place, from Zion, he took the dust, he formed Adam, and from there he, he breathed into his nostrils. So, so are you, tell, are you Adam, telling me, uh, let me make sure that I understand this as a, a Gentile uh, yeah. believer in, in, in the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're, you're telling me uh-huh. that there's, uh, it's evident, evidential, there's evidence to support that even Adam or the Adam or however you pr- pronounce it was actually, actually begun in this area as well? Correct. Wow. Oh, absolutely. That, that, that's <laughs> where it started. So that Adam was made from Adama, the, the, the word for soil in God's a language is Adama, and that's why he was made from there. And that's why, but more than that, um, Kaz, we, uh, the, uh, the Jewish people and the world were dispersed from there. And then God speaks to the Jewish people um, in Jeremiah, again in Jeremiah, and he's, he basically says there, I just want to make sure I get the scripture here so I can, um, there we go, Jeremiah 31 verse 21. He says to um, the people of Israel, you have to come back now, you have to return, and you have to put markers on your way back so that you can find your way back to Zion, to Zion. Now the word for markers very, very interesting word that he's using there. It's actually pronounced tziunim. A tziun is a marker. It's like Castle and Gretel um, with the breadcrumbs. <laughs> you have to put these little markers for yourself to get back to Tion Zion. So what he actually says is you have to put little pieces of Tion of Zion, on your way back. And these markers have to have the DNA of Zion itself. And that's why it's so important, even in the markers that have to bring you back, the idea of Zion is embedded. And the idea of Zion is embedded into every soul. And that's why Jerusalem for us is so very important. May I interject something here, too? It is probably also the reason why it is so contended against i mean when when you you use the term the the satan and and in uh, gentile terms we go satan but uh we know that uh the places that god owns are the desired turf of uh, the satan or the tan and uh so all the all the difficulties that we're seeing have to do with someone else trying to usurp God's place and to usurp God's kids. So that's going to help us understand this frame of reference of all the contrary things that are going on in the world today. It all comes back to the same place where um, the Adam was created, where King David ruled and reigned, even uh, and, and where God is restoring. That's why this is such a hot piece of property today and so contended against so i for, Kaz, for, but this is why me. i'm saying you can trace you can trace it you can trace where the hot spots are it's the same as in your body if something happens in a specific place in your body suddenly there's inflammation over that place because the body's trying to heal it yes so so just follow the, the, the spots of inflammation and you can see exactly 
which places are important. And, and the same is happening as it is happening on Temple Mount and the city of David in Jerusalem. The same is hap- happening in Hebron, in Hebron, where the patriarchs and the matriarchs, except for Rachel, are buried. That is the place not only where they are buried, that's the place where Adam, Chava, Adam and Eve are buried. buried. Um, so, so in between those areas, that's where um, the contention is and that's where you can trace the inflammation yes. and you will know um, why it is like that. There is a, a tremendous um, spiritual battle. Um, oh, absolutely. And you know, places. we're going to reserve and the entire next segment. It. We're going to re- reserve the entire last segment to talk about that. But let me just so that I can comprehend what you're saying here of these things that you're talking about, about the, the Adam, Adam and his originations in, the, in this place called uh, Jerusalem or the, the city of David. And and how and you said that Adam was is buried in Hebron. Uh, these things are what, what we would call extra biblical, or those would have have Hebrew history, but n- nothing really dis- definitively definitively in the Tanakh, or is it is it there but obscured? Uh, where do you get these things? Because basically, this is the history of the Jewish people. For most people, it's written in the Bible, it's biblical stories, or it's a reference to, 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 to the world of the Bible. But the Bible and Israel is, is basically our, our turf and, and our story. So obviously, we have much more um, books and historical books and and references to to all the other things that that happened around it. Yes. Um, you, if you come to Hebron, you can see the places where Abram and Sarah and Jacob and um, Leah and um, Isaac and uh, Mariska. I'm trying to get the the, the English the, the name English. here. <laughs> Just come close. Yeah. I'll have but mercy that, on you if you have mercy crazy. on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's the places where that's the the place where they were buried. That's the place where Abram bought the land, and you can actually that's our history. Yes. Just in the same place, you can also get to the place where Ruth and Ishai, the father of um, David, was buried. This is our history. So it, it uh, um, so there's a little bit more knowledge on that for the Jewish people because we are literally living. Um, it's not just our history. We're living. The book. Yes, right you're, you're living the book. And, Let me interject something and, for my for my listening friends. And you know, we we're talking about the in, inerrancy of, of of scripture, but there are also things that are in history that are valid as well, but they're not necessarily in the same category of the inerrant scripture. And what we're talking, like for example, oftentimes we glean from the historical book of Josephus or we have history books and things like that, those things, is, it's not, not deniable that they, ha- they happen, but there may not be specific uh, phrases in Scripture that ties in with it, but you can't deny the val- validity. Is that what you're saying about some of these things in the Hebrew history? Correct. These things have Correct. been written I down, mean, and they're historical, and they, they are in harmony with the Tanakh. Correct. Very correct. Because um, for us, to do uh, a lot of the archaeology that was... Um, that, that that was conducted. Um, they did it with with Bible in the one hand, Josephus in the other. Josephus, um, <laughs> and and obviously what he wrote, um, they actually saw. So so these things are just helping us. And the Talmud, 
um, and the Mindaj and all these things are just helping us to to understand a much broader picture. Yes. Um, through that, we also know what David's mother's name was, what actually happened with David as we spoke last time. Yes. I'm going to have to, we, we only have about one minute left in this segment, so I need to uh, bring this segment to a close and set the stage for the final segment. Every time we got, start visiting like this on Arena Haimon, we, re, we realize that, that the, you know, when Scripture talks about a thousand years in a day, we need more the thousand year side rather than the, the one day side. We need not an hour. We need hours and hours to go through these programs. So uh, in God's timing, I guess. <laughs> but nonetheless, how, how captivating. You know, my listening friend, we, we've, we've uh, talked about a lot of things that deal with Zion, the city of David and Jerusalem. And I want to bring it home with Honorina in the last segment, because sadly, the city of David, Mount Zion and Jerusalem are actually subjects today of defiance, slurs, miscommunication, anti-Semitism, politics. And this is not to be uh, a surprise to you, my friend. These things happen because this is the most contended piece of property in the entire earth. Isn't there? Uh, isn't it? Doesn't it make sense that uh, the enemy of God would like to take it away from God and God's kids. We're going to talk more about this in this last segment. I know it's riveting, and I know it's going to kind of open your eyes and really give you a hunger and appreciation for this place called the City of David, for this place called Mount Zion, for this place called Jerusalem. So Honorina Hyman and Kaz Taylor will be right back. More. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back for the last segment of Align with Zion and the Align with Zion Hour. Uh, We do this every fourth Saturday uh, of the month on Come Together San Diego. And my co-host and special guest is actually in Jerusalem right now. Her name is Anarina Haiman, and she is a remarkable Orthodox Bible teacher. And in the last segment, Anarina and I began talking about how, you know, when you have something that's real, the enemy wants to subvert it or take it away or miscommunicate about that. And w- w- all through history, all through history, uh, People and evil influences have, desi- have made designs to take away this place called Mount Zion or the city of David or, or Jerusalem. And you see this uh, tenacious attack on Jerusalem even in these days. So it has gone around. It's coming around again, and it will be, on, be going on until uh, Messiah comes. So, Honorina, I'm going to hand the ball to you. Because, um, because, you know, even today, if you look at the United Nations, there are a lot of uh, declarations and things that they make that are really uh, anti-Semitic, but are, they're also just anti, anti-Israel and anti-Hebrew, anti-Jewish. And uh, you shouldn't be surprised about this, my friend, but you need to be aware which side you need to uh, align with. And speaking of the word with align, here's Honorina with align with Zion, alignwithzion.com. Honorina, take it away, would you? Correct, Kaz. Um, I, I don't know if the listeners know, but actually... Um, there is no connection between Jerusalem and the Bible, um, <laughs> according to UNESCO. And this is very important because UNESCO tells us that there is only one connection um, to Jerusalem, and that is um, with Islam. Mm. So basically they deny 
every possible connection, um, uh, Jewish historical connection to Jerusalem. Also for our Christian friends, they say that Jerusalem doesn't have any connection to the Bible. Yes, and in the United States right now, in our Congress, there's this going this heated debate going on right now. Some people in Congress are saying uh, the, the Jews are at fault for everything, and, and this is all, it's all hypothetical. There's no, no, nothing, nothing real uh, that deals with that, particularly in Jerusalem. And the same argument has been going on and is going on right now on Arena in the United States. So what you but say is not a surprise. Think in, Kaz, that these people say that there is no connection between Jerusalem and the Bible, and that they're actually severing any connection with God and our belief in, in anything that the Bible says, um, enters the excavations um, at the city of David. Because what is happening on a daily basis is um, they are uncovering the whole history. I mean, how can you deny Hezekiah's tunnel? We're talking about a 533-meter um, tunnel that you, can, that you can actually walk through. Um, how do you deny that? The, the Shiluah or the Siluam pool, uh, it's right there in front of your eyes. But more than that, Kaz, in, uh, uh, in Jeremiah 30, um, 38, if the listeners just want to go there, uh, around about 11 years ago, we found the um, seals written with the names as they, are, they, they appear in the book of um, Jeremiah. And I just want to show the, the listeners there, when you go to verse 1, um, Jeremiah 38, it, 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 there are four names. And two of the names, Gedalia ben Pashul, Gedalia, the son of Pashul, Yuchal ben Shelemiyahu, the Yuchal, the son of Shelemiah. These guys, their names appearing on seals that were unearthed in the city of David. Now I would, uh, now we can guess what happens next. UNESCO doesn't want us to dig anymore. They're yeah. trying to stop the excavations because they they don't like what we're finding yes. because it doesn't go with their narrative. But um, Isaiah 40 says, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and tell her that her sad days are over. Um, Jerusalem herself is communicating to us, telling us, keep on going. You're on the right track. This is the place. And more than that, you have to align your heart towards this place. So all of that happening right now in Jerusalem. All of that happening right now in Jerusalem, my friend, and all of that is happening right now in the hearts of uh, the Gentile believers uh, in in, uh, understanding and appreciating that all of Scripture, all of Scripture is true. And if this is so, we need to reconnect with our, uh, our Jewish brethren and sistren like you. We really need to reconnect because God is doing something uh, that is absolutely amazing. And I have a suspicion that uh, Jerusalem and Israel and the United States of America are going to be in tandem in these days. I hope and pray that that's so on Arena. Correct. I I believe so too, Kaz. Um, The question that we have to ask ourselves is why why suddenly the physical Jerusalem so so important? I just want to touch quickly on that because um, it is obviously on God's agenda that we should know exactly where the true location is. Because like Daniel, the Jewish people have prayed for 2,000 years where Jerusalem disappeared from the world stage for 2,000 years. We never forgot her. It also says, if I forget you, Jerusalem, may I forget my right hand, Mm. Psalm 137. So 
for 2,000 years, three times a day, the Jewish people like Daniel prayed towards Jerusalem, believing every generation that they will be the ones that will come back and um, rebuild Jerusalem. Yes. And finally, we are here and we can see these things happen. Yes. But as we said, there is a very important spiritual, the spiritual and the physical um, goes together. And the, the, the actual significance of it is written in the name Jerusalem. Uh, David called uh, the place the city of David when he conquered um, Zion. But when he speaks of her in the scriptures, he says, Yerushalem, um, Zion, and 660 times in the Bible it appears as Yerushalem. But a few times he speaks of her as Yerushalayim. Mm. And it's a little different, cast, and, and the, it's literally the smallest letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And just between the last two letters of Yerushalem, and it becomes Yerushalayim, which makes it plural. plural. It means that there are two Jerusalems. And according to the Jewish sages, the, there is a Jerusalem in heaven, and there is a Jerusalem on earth. And I believe that um, with the Christian listeners, um, you very much believe also in the, in the heavenly Jerusalem. The thing is that um, the rabbis go on and they say, God built the heavenly Jerusalem in honor of the earthly Jerusalem. It means that the priority of these two Jerusalems lies on earth, where we are right now, where we can make the change. And, it, it, and they go on and they say, and God said he will not enter the heavenly Jerusalem until he can enter the earthly Jerusalem again. But think about it, Cass, we lost her. So somehow all these things have to, all these puzzle pieces uh, will have to come together. And yes. that means that the city... Um, we have to rediscover her because yes. she needs to shake off her dust. <laughs> she needs to rise and she needs to play a pivotal part in God's redemption plan for the days coming. Yes, and that's exactly, exactly what what's happening, happening right, right now. And my yeah. listening friend, we, I, have to, I always hate to do this because we get going and we could use five or six hours at least at least to, to excavate this part. But we only have a couple minutes left in this segment. But I'll tell you what, it's opening, every time I talk with you on Arena, it opens my eyes as to what, how, how, what a treasure it is in uh, Jerusalem, what's going on there, the excavations of the city of David, the revelation that uh, the God of yesterday is the God of today and the God of tomorrow. Uh, in the minute and a half or so that we have left, can you believe it? Uh, give us a little bit of information about um, Align with Zion and AlignWithZion.com. My listening friend, I know you, you know we're going to do this every fourth Saturday, so you're going to want to tune in every fourth Saturday for this Align with Zion Hour and on Arena she is committed to do this as long as the Lord instructs as well. So give us a little bit more information about AlignWithZion.com so people can, in the interim, can dig into that and find out more on Arena Hyman. I think uh, what we um, discussed now is that as the earthly Jerusalem is rising and realigning herself with the heavenly Jerusalem, so we have to realign ourselves with the correct location of Jerusalem um, and, and to, to calibrate ourselves towards the correct place. So align with time. If you want to go to our website, um, I, I write in my blog. I'm, I'm giving um, lectures on the, on the understanding of the essence and the significance of Jerusalem. And hopefully we will be able to just touch on um, the correct location of Zion itself, which is um, in today's 
the, the modern day map that you cannot see. But I want to just encourage our friends and our listeners, if you really want to align yourself, we are selling a, a Tion that we call Design Script on the site. Um, it's written by a Torah scribe. Um, and that kind of script you can put on the, the wall that faces Jerusalem. Now, I want to challenge our listeners to go, do you know from your house where is Jerusalem? <laughs> do you have any idea in which direction it is? So, so first try and figure out where Jerusalem is from your house. Try to put yourself um, in prayer when you pray um, in that direction. And if you want to join us in a revolution for trying to get these teonim, these markers and design script in your house that will constantly pull your heart during prayer towards the place that God desires, the place where he dwells. Yes. Honorina, Honorina Hyman, my co-host for this hour of the Align with Zion Hour. And I really encourage you to go to alignwithzion.com, find out more about this. But uh, we're going to be talking about so many other different things. And we always use the Tanakh, or what we call the Old Testament, as our foundation for these discussions. And I'll tell you what, it's endearing to my heart, and I hope it is endearing to yours as well. So uh, mark your calendars uh, for the fourth Saturday of every month at this same time. And uh, in our next segment, we're going to introduce someone who's right here in the middle of Davidic type of worship to draw people unto him. And uh, she has a vision uh, about that using her music. And uh, you're going to be pleased with that in the next segment as well. So Honorina, thanks for joining us for this hour as always. And any parting sentence? Thank you, Kaz. I just want to um, send blessings from Jerusalem to all the listeners uh, from, from a rainy Jerusalem where the blessing is falling in, in, in abundant measures. Very good. Kaz, and the next hour, we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Yes, indeed. And guess what? We have returned. And wasn't it fun listening to Honorina Chemin? Uh, from the Align with Zion Hour, actually from Jerusalem. I got to tell you just quickly about that. We do that the fourth Saturday of every uh, of every month, and she's live. She's uh, we do the pre-tape thing, but she says make sure that the audience knows that I'm actually not uh, on the air on the Sabbath because you know the Orthodox Jews in particular and the, the Jewish people don't. You, you got to you know got to be faithful to those things. So I, I told her. First of all, if she was live with me, it's three o'clock in the morning for her anyway. On, on at five, you know, five to six uh, on in the evening and Saturday, and so she would be past the Shabbat anyhow. But anyway, I thought I'd let you know. But my listening friend, I can tell you, it, it's so exciting to share with what you with what God is doing in San Diego County and beyond. I'm just going to have uh, uh, Haley Montgomery, my guest for this in the second hour, just say hi, because I want to brag on her a little bit. But I want you to know that she's actually here. <laughs> I am here. Hello. And Thank we're going to talk a, a lot about some of the things that you have and the vision that you have. It's called the... 
Confessions Project. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in this entire hour, and we're going to bring people on that are intimately involved with it, and uh, that might also include you, my listening friend. But let me tell you how I met this uh, firecracker. <laughs> we, uh, we both love worship, and uh, I did a worship venue a years ago that dealt with encouraging musicians to explore their freedom. And, you know, in Scripture, in Ephesians and Colossians, it says, speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So I brought a group of worship leaders from throughout the county together, and I said, well, we're going to do the spiritual songs part. So we're just going to just kind of open the microphone, and when Holy Spirit stirs something on you, I want, you know, and these are all accomplished musicians, so I said, and just let her rip. And then some of the other musicians around would see the chord progression that you're doing on, on the keyboard or on, on the guitar, and they just jump on in, and the drummers would drum, and the keyboard people would keyboard, and the guitarists would guitar, and all these different... Uh, instruments and it became it was such a concerted effort and none of these guys had practiced with one another before and holy spirit jumped in really quickly so i think uh, i think uh, haley was on the keyboard at the time and she was doing her thing it was remarkable and holy spirit was moving mightily and people were getting the revelation that god can give us songs that we don't even know and we can communicate them on the spot Mm -hmm. and that's part of god's plan to be able to have that level of freedom and so i'm looking around and all of a sudden Haley isn't at the keyboard anymore, and she has disappeared. Later, I found out she was in the corner somewhere, and she had papers all over. She said, God has given me songs. So she <laughs> she was writing songs that God gave her right there on the spot. And I go, this young lady is 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 one of, you know, a, a lover of uh, God, a lover, you know, like D- David was a man after God's own heart. I said, I've met a, a young lady who is a woman after God's own heart. So that's how I met Haley Montgomery, so and we've sweet. been friends ever since. So you've got a project going on here, and it's called the Confessions Project, yes. and it's, a, it's more than just a, a song or a, an album. Yeah. It is a project. Yeah. So let's spend a moment or two in this segment kind of giving the brief overview of that, and then I'm going to have you uh, sing one of the songs. We brought your guitar in, yeah. and we are set you, set you up so that you could actually play the guitar in this, and who knows, throughout the entire show, I might have you play the guitar a little bit here and Great. there anyway. Uh, but, but So give us the kind of the brief overview, and I'm going to have you sing the first song, Wake Up, and then we'll get into the other segments as well. So, uh, Haley Montgomery in three, two, one. <laughs> well, the vision of the project um, was really sparked by responding to sort of a widespread cultural need that we saw emerging and also um, a really essential aspect of the gospel. Repentance and confession are instrumental things in someone's understanding of Jesus being good news to us. And so the project um, has also been helping me to really see music as a contribution to the church a little bit differently. I I have a deep history of leading worship, and um, this project has really forced me to come into more of my artist and really grabbing a hold of a concept that God had been impressing and then running with it artistically in many forms and mediums, there music being one of them. And you say artistically, you're an artisan, but yeah. an artisan doesn't mean that just you're simply a singer or necessarily right. a, 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 a keyboard player or a guitar right. player. Uh, when God, it's, you know, like when he told Moses about the tabernacle of Moses, it had all different functions going on yeah. at the same time. And Moses just had to comprehend that, and he couldn't do them all by himself. So he started bringing different people in to do different parts of the equation. And I think that's what you've done in this Confessions Project. Some of these things are not your uh, sphere of excellence, but when you put somebody to your left and to your right that have that sphere of excellence, all of a sudden it's not 
necessarily a Haley Montgomery thing. It's a God thing. Right. And that's where you wanted to go all along. Right, right. And what began as an album, as, um, you know, all these people began to trickle into our lives, um, it began to take on these ar- other artistic mediums. That became possible as seasoned experts in those areas started showing up. So yes. making a film. Um, making and, and Bible study things, Bible study prayer things, interactions book, yes. with other pastors and leaders and parishioners. And it started Christians. to snowball. Please. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. We're going to talk more about that in the next segments. But before we do, I, we have about two minutes before we go to a break. But I want to use those two minutes, if you will, to play with, uh, with your guitar. We couldn't bring your keyboard in, but we have your guitar. So we're going to ask you to sing uh, some of the song Wake Up. And when we get close to the break, I'll let you know. And I'll maybe speak over you a little bit then as we go into the break. But here's Haley Montgomery and one of the songs of the Confessions Project called Wake Up. We come alive, we come alive. When you bring us to life So come and save, come and save us From the messes we've made Reveal the wicked, hidden pieces You search the heart, expose every motive Let us see now with your perspective Give us now an eternal heartbeat Wake up the sleeper, ring the bell tower has got a grip on the body Wake up the sleeper Come and move in power Stirring us Holy Spirit mm, Stirring us Stirring us We come alive Become alive When you bring us to life So come and save Come save us from the messes we've made we are not living when we're not seeing make us more aware of your kingdom let us hear you ever speaking give us a real eternal My listening friend, are you getting a sense that this is a Holy Spirit-driven thing? You know, a lot of times God gives us visions, and if we try to take them on all by ourselves, it becomes our thing. But when we let Holy Spirit have His way as He is having His way in this Confessions Project with Haley Montgomery, you're seeing that uh, she hands the baton off and all of a sudden Holy Spirit takes over, and it's still part of her as well as this song called Wake Up. But there's so much more. And God's doing the same thing with you as he gives you visions as well. But we're spending this entire hour with Haley Montgomery to talk about the vision that God has given her called the Confessions Project. And we're going to have other people on the phone that have played and are playing an integral part. But it's also going to be an inspiration to you because God's going to have people to your left and to your right to do integral parts of the vision that God is giving you. So Haley Montgomery and Kaz, guess what? (laughs) We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And I'm back. 
with dear friend and remarkable musician and artisan, Haley Montgomery. Hello. And uh, thrilled to have you. And I I just feel Holy Spirit moving like crazy in the studio right now. You Mm. brought your beloved, handsome dude, uh, Brian, as well, with you as well. Haley Montgomery doll. And uh, so let me share with you just a a scripture here before we jump into this segment, because you're going to love it, especially if God has given you visions. You know, there are uh, scriptures, particularly the book of Habakkuk, it tells us to actually write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. Uh, And the Bible says, and those who read it can run with it when they understand the vision. And the Bible says, now the vision is for an appointed time, but wait for it because it may tarry, but when it comes to pass, it will not tarry. And I think right now in San Diego, right now in your life, the tarrying that you've had is approaching the end and it's time for you to move vigilantly into whatever vision or calling you have as uh, Haley Montgomery is doing with her Confessions Project. So, uh, Haley, we talked a little bit about the overview, and you know there are many components in this yes. The project. It's more than just a, a music uh, CD or a music uh, album. Yes. And, and so uh, talk a little bit briefly about uh, some of the parts, and uh, then we're going to introduce one of the people that is responsible for one of the multitude of parts. Yes. So the vision of the Confessions project is to have a collection of resources that have been created to reflect the process of confession of sin and a profession of faith. And so we did that. Um, and we created, um, a documentary, a devotional book and a conversation based study guide with a leader guide to really guide people, um, of all shapes and sizes, stages of life. And they don't have to be of one denomination. And it's a, they don't even have to be a Christian, but they have to have an open heart so that God can I- instruct them and they're going to get the revelation right there. Yes, it's really <laughs> just going to speak to anyone with a, a true hunger for honesty and transparency, which I believe is a real felt need in our culture today, but also in the church. Yes. And so a part of the, the equation was something that you haven't done too much of, and that is Bible studies and teaching related stuff. Now, you, I've, I've talked with you. You're a, a knowledgeable person. It's not that, that uh, Scripture is happenstance to you. You're well-girded yeah. and well-founded in Scripture, but it's always nice to have somebody to your left and to your right that can help uh, drive that part of the equation. So you have an introduction to do here. Yes, I do. Um, I'd like to introduce you all to my dear friend, Wenny, Wenny, (laughs) Wendy Hinman. She um, is a wonderful, wonderful teacher, speaker, author that I met up at North Coast Calvary Chapel when ministering there. And the Lord allowed our paths to cross and she is so gifted. Yes. And what is she doing for the uh, Confessions Project? She has come alongside me and is writing the curriculum, the study guide with me so that small groups and Bible studies can be going through this together. Yes, yes. And I had a chance to see the video of her and she's a remarkable lady. She's phenomenal. She is smart. Very she's bright. smart. Yeah. But also she's anointed. And so now that we've set the stage, you're going to have to prove yourself to everything <laughs> that we've said there, Wendy. <laughs> good, good to have you with us on the air. And pardon us while we esteem you highly, but uh, boy, what, what, a, what a vision. And so Haley came to you and she said, I've got this thing. And, and all of a sudden you realize that you were going to be playing a part in that. But my listening friend, here's the deal. God's got other people surrounding you that can help you with your vision as well. So Wendy, why don't you and Haley have a little chat here and I'll just kind of listen in and obnoxiously join in every once in a while. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, Wendy. Okay. <laughs> 
Hey, Haley. How are you? <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I guess just share with our listeners, why are you a part of this project? What, what, what do you feel it's speaking to and why do you think it should exist? Well, Haley, I've done a lot with Haley or with you. You know that um, in leading worship and women's retreats and Bible studies, but when I heard of the Confession album and then I heard the album, it really spoke to me because it's the whole arc of the confession of the church, not just the coming to sin and repentance, but to the confession of who God is, what he's all about. And, you know, we know in Romans it says that if you confess uh, with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So saying it, is important and that's the first thing that really intrigued me about this project i love it i love it um what has the process been like for you um writing a curriculum like this i mean i know that you've done this tons of times but um how do you really see this playing out in the church you speak to this a little bit in the video that's on my website at the moment, but why don't you just share that? And with before we do, what's that website again? HaleyMontgomery.com. There you go. There, yes. I thought, thought I had to throw Thanks, that pitch in there. Okay, Wendy, give us your part of the, of the vision. Well, I'm very passionate as a, a women's Bible study teacher for uh, biblical liter- literacy. I believe it's a bit down in the U.S. And when Haley came to me with this, I jumped in, uh, starting in dark. There's the dark night of the soul. There's the feeling of guilt and confession. And um, whenever you write anything, you start with a simple idea. So the confession project was a simple idea, but then you go into complexity. And then you have to come out of that complexity into simple, but not simplistic. It's something that's profound and elegant. And I think that's something that only the Holy Spirit can bring you through. And I think that's one of the powerful things of collaborating. We have, you know, we have a filmmaker, we have a devotional writer, I'm writing curriculum, which I do a lot for kids, for women. It's something I do, but every, every one of us, Haley writing the album in that process, you have to go into Holy Spirit. What do you want? Yes. And you have to listen. Yeah. And, it's just something amazing and remarkable. I'm always stunned at what he says. You know, Wendy, as I'm looking at this, I'm seeing th- this is this is an illustration of the body of Christ being the body of Christ. And God pulls, to, you know, he has a vision for his body. He has a vision for his church. And it, my listening friend, those of you who are living in San Diego, he has a vision for San Diego as well. And he just pulls people together that have different parts of the equation. And this is an illustration uh, uh, Haley's Confessions Project is an illustration of what he's doing on the broader picture of of, of uh, his church in San Diego County. He's bringing believers together. Wendy, uh, we've got about a couple minutes in this segment. Would you be so bold as to give uh, a declaration? I'm going to have uh, Haley play your guitar, which it feels right. So I'm going to have you give a confession or a... Or, or, or a uh, an admonition or an encouragement to our listeners uh, basically about the calling that you have about instructing them in the Lord. And then we're going to go to a commercial break and thank you, Wendy Hinman for doing this. So would you be so kind as to do that? And Haley will instrumentalize it as we go. Yes. 
go for it, I Wendy. I believe when we, when we first come to Jesus, I, I grew up in an atheist household, and when I first came, understood who Christ was, and saw Him for the first time, I was overwhelmed with the bitterness of my sin, but with the sweetness of His, his forgiveness. And I really think that not only for people who are unsaved, not yet believers, but for people who are believers, sometimes we forget that. And we drift away from the Word of God and from prayer. But when we come, yes, He convicts us of our sins, but there is forgiveness of sins and transformation and change. And the Word of God, when we think about the Word of God that God breathed, into the Word, and it breathes life into us. It's only the enemy that wants to keep us from from seeing ourselves in confession and repentance and seeing Him as the chief shepherd, the great shepherd, who can transform us into... I mean, just, we just laugh because we don't even know what God wants for us, but when He brings us into it, we laugh in faith because it's above and beyond all we could ask or think. Yes. Wendy, thank you so much for sharing your heart in this. And you are the writer of the study guide uh, and leader uh, guide for the Confessions Project. My listening friend, can you see what God is doing? He's bringing different people together with different skill sets, and all of a sudden it becomes a God thing, and we all get to play a part in it. Thank you for continuing to play your music there. I'm going to speak into this project right now uh, as we uh, head into the break for this uh, for this segment. Mm. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And if they write the vision that I give them plainly upon tables... Those who read it can run with it. My listening friend, God has given you visions as he's given Haley Montgomery visions. And he wants to knit this together in the body of Christ here in San Diego County. We're going to talk more about the Confessions Project and Haley Montgomery's vision. But you're going to realize it's not really Haley's vision. It's God's vision through Haley. And this is going to become abundantly clear as we go on in this show. So my friend, I also hope that it's an inspiration for you to take the directives and promises and visions that God has given you and to do the same because we are in the times right now. We are in the times right now. Mm, hallelujah. My listening friend, Haley Montgomery, and discussions about the Confessions Project and other people who have um, aligned with this. Uh, we're going to find out more about that, but it's also going to be an inspiration to you, my friend. So, Haley Montgomery and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Signs from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. 
Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. back again. I asked Haley Montgomery to kind of play something on the guitar and uh, hum something. You remember back in the day in scripture when, when King David was not the king and uh, Saul was the king and he had an evil spirit upon him and he called King David into his presence so that he could sing and play his instrument and the evil spirit left. That's the power of music and uh, Haley Montgomery carries this anointing so we thought we would begin this segment with that. And, you know, way even back further than King David, uh, in Noah's day, he, uh, it took him about 120 years to build the ark. And uh, he had a vision, and so he followed it through. It took him a little longer than the visions that God has given us. You don't have to worry about waiting for Help 120 us, God. years. <laughs> but, but we have to be willing to wait on it, it's because true. when it, it's time, then it's, it's time. So and Haley, you've waited for a while mm-hmm. on these visions, and also you've waited for a while for the, uh, a fuller release of the mm-hmm. calling in your life. My listening friend, I know it's the same thing with you. But uh, God puts people beside you that you, he, if you were, were impatient, those people wouldn't have been available to be beside you. And now is the time. So we're talking about the Confessions Project of yes. yours. And uh, you've seen God bring people alongside of you to do different pieces of it. You're the music person. Yeah. But there are other people involved in this. In the last segment, we had somebody who builds study guides. Yes. And in this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the devotional side. I'm going to give it to you yes. because we have a person standing by on the telephone. Yes. Amy. Well, the devotional is probably one of the most collaborative pieces of the project. Um, but the idea began talking with my my dear, dear friend, who I call Kin, Jasmine DeAndres. And we had always wanted to write a book or something of the sort together, um, love and cherish great commentaries and authors and poets and um, the book has escalated into being a collection of 10 different authors who are contributing, as well as um, 10 plus poets and mm. visual artists. Yes. Um, and Jasmine is one of them. And is she involved kind of help for helping you oversee that part? Yeah, she, she has been with me from the beginning with the concept. Well, Haley Montgomery, let's uh, actually bring her on and talk with her. Yes. I'll uh, invite you to chat with her, but here's... Jasmine DeAndres. Yes. Hi, Jasmine. Hi. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. <laughs> Hi, Ken. Um, so just tell our listeners what um, this process has been like for you, just being a contributor to the devotional project and seeing it come to life. Hmm. Wow, I still feel like I'm kind of living through it with you, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, confessions as a project and like especially the devotional has been quite interesting. Um, it feels weird at times trying to write a devotional about a different like each song on the album because I feel as though like God kind of like doesn't let let me off the hook and he kind of makes me live through the very things I want to write. Um, and so the song that I'm assigned to is your song, Get It Back. Um, and it's just about this idea of recognizing that God at times isn't who we think he is. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that actually is a really beautiful thing because we recognize later that even when we're too weak to really truly believe these objective truths about his grace and his love and his mercy, the fact of the matter is that they will always be true for us. And I think that's kind of what it's been like for me is like working through my own anxieties as a writer and trying to kind of communicate these truths that are beautiful about the gospel. I've had to remember that sometimes even if, even if my words fall short, the truth of God's um, saving grace still remains in Christ. And so it's been really challenging, but also I think it's been really amazing. I think the spirits kind of use this project Mm -hmm. to kind of remind me of the beauty of Christ more and more. Yes. Jasmine, I'm going to toss a statement out there, and I want you to either embrace it or say, boy, you're wrong. But, but what God tends to do, and he's, and he's doing it with you, and I see it happening in this whole project, is that is, he's not giving you something that you don't have experience with. Like, for example, in the devotionals, there's a reason why you are devoted to him, and some of it comes with apparent contradictions or, or time delays and things like that. So the devotionals that you're writing, you're not writing them abstractly. You're not just making them up. You're you're speaking them and you're communicating them from life experiences. And my listening friend, what happens oftentimes with you is he's giving you life experiences and we say, I'd rather not go through those. And he's saying, but you got to go through those because I'm going to ask you to write about them. I'm going to ask you to speak about them. I'm going to ask you to sing about them. And it seems to me like, Jasmine, one of the uh, uh, difficult times that you may be having is, how do I put these things into words? And he's saying, I've already shown you through your life and lifestyle and life occurrences. So you want to speak a little bit more about that? Because I sense in this whole project, it's more than just something off the top of somebody's head. It's something that's been embedded within our hearts through life experiences. Want to talk a little bit about that, Jasmine? Yes, yes, absolutely. A resounding yes, I agree wholeheartedly about what everything you just said. I I really think, um, I mean, one of the beautiful things about Confessions as an album is that there's a side A, which is like kind of it characterizes one of the darkest psalms almost, like Psalm 88. One, You know, the album starts with darkness. And the side A is kind of like this lament almost of recognizing that our life sometimes just doesn't pan out the way we think think it would have panned out. But within God's economy, all of, all of our suffering and pain as as weird as this may seem, it, it really is his grace and mercy to us. He his taking away is his giving to us. And then side B is this is this <laughs> coming out of the water and finally exhaling and recognizing that God has pronounced his grace upon us in Jesus Christ. And the darkness is not dark to God. It's not dark to him and Jesus, as the light of life, has come to shine his light of life inside of us and grant us salvation. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think for me, I've recognized that, yeah, confessions is something I'm always going to live through, that when I come out into life, I, I assume my respective places as either a student or a daughter or um, a friend, and then I'm still weighed down by the weight of the world and all of its sorrows. And I think God does that intentionally. He allows us to kind of feel the weight of this world and and almost kind of come to the end of ourselves to then remember that the Holy Spirit 
is not surprised by our weakness, (laughs) but Uh. actually, like, comes next to us. And when we, like, look at our sorrow and disgust and we turn our face away, we see the Holy Spirit showing us Jesus and being like, I'm not surprised. Like, you are hidden in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and you're forgiven. Uh. And I think, like, we go through these routines of life to forget our identity and then to remember it again by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He reminds us again through our forgetfulness that we really are accepted in Jesus and he really is pleased by us. Yes. Yeah. Jasmine, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to do something here. It might stretch you just a little bit. Don't worry. You've already got it inside of you. Mm -hmm. What you just shared, especially about the weight of the world and how God sometimes allows that so that you can get the victory because you know that he's with you always, even to the end of the age. So what I I would Mm -hmm. like you to do, and I'm going to ask, Ask Haley to play a piece of music uh, in the background that kind of supports this about the, you know, the, the, the weight of the world and how God releases that. And I'm going to ask you to take about 30 seconds right now as we come up against this break, Jasmine DeAndres, and I want you to speak into the hearts and lives of the listeners because many of them are going through the same things that you have and they just may be called to do a devotional in some other way right now. So would you take 30 minutes to speak into this to the listeners as Haley plays instrumentally behind you and go for it? Uh, I, at first, I want to start with just saying that when you actually look and behold the lamb that has been slain for you, Christ Jesus, our Lord, you when you trust in that, you are accepted in him and that God loves you and is smiling down upon you because you are hidden in Jesus. And I'm saying this out loud, but I'm going to choose to believe it for myself too, that at times, sometimes it may feel as though God gives you something you can't handle, that you can handle, but I think more so he'll give you something that may be too heavy for you to handle, but that's just okay. Uh He wants you in that moment to trust in Jesus and to believe that he has by his spirit equipped you to do the very thing he's called you to do because he will glorify himself through the labors of your hand. He's strong enough to hold up under Uh that Uh weight. Jasmine. Jasmine Mm. DeAndres, devotional writer for the Confessions Project. And uh, I know you're just beaming, Haley, because this is one of the one of the ones that has gone beside you, and they it's David's mighty men, basically. My listening friend, we've just uh, begun. We've got uh, uh, the last segment yet to go, and uh, Jasmine, it was very, very kind of her to join us in this segment and share about how God uses devotionals. And even though you may have the weight of the world, it seems like it's on your shoulders. The scripture says he doesn't give you anything beyond what you're able to bear, but will, with the temptation, provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. But even in the bearing it, he gives you solutions that not only can apply to you, but you can apply them to other people who are around you, whom you influence. So, Haley Montgomery, uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going we're to uh, tie a ribbon around your Confessions Project in the next segment. I know you're game for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very excited. Okay. Just, just sing some something from the heart as we transition into the commercial break. In the finished work of the cross, I am my peace, I am at rest. In the finished work of the cross, Jesus did what we could not. 
Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Uh, I got to say, one of the reasons I love Haley Montgomery is because, you know, she, I can say, well, let's go in this direction. She goes, okay, not a problem. She is so willing to flow in Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's remarkable. And that's one of the reasons I was drawn to her early on. We're talking about her new project called the Confessions Project. Yes. And uh, we've found out in the first hour how many other pieces there are in this. But there, oh, wait, there are more pieces <laughs> as well. More. But wait, there's more. So why don't you take a moment to share some of the other pieces of the puzzle here and uh, and how you, God has put people in your path. But you, your vision is more than just uh, an album or a, a project that you do. This Your heart cry is for the whole body of Christ yeah. in San Diego and, of course, beyond as well. Yeah. So why don't you start with uh, what this puzzle is beginning to look like. And, uh, and at the end, of the, uh, let me tell you in advance, my listening friend, at the end, we're going to play another one of her songs, actually one that we have uh, in the studio ready to go. It's called uh, Nothing hidden uh, and we will do that near the end and we'll let that uh, transition into the end of the show but I'm going to let you start right now uh, Haley with kind of giving some insights on uh, some of the other partnerships we haven't even talked about yes so I'd say another large piece of the confessions project is a documentary yes and I love this piece because it really highlights the stories of Christians all over um, all from different backgrounds churches and um and and it really creates a space for the church to honestly hear a bit about the real life ins and outs of the process of sanctification. It is not black and white, cut and dry. It is a messy, messy process. <laughs> and what I love about the film is that it really gives a sense of permission to the viewer that it's okay that they are right where they are and God sees where they are and he's not going to waste it. He's going to use it all. You know, one of the things that I see in the Christian community that's an error for us, and that is we give the illusion that we're perfect. You know, yes. on, on Sundays, you know, you, you may hear this from the pulpit or the musicians yes. and they are just so squeaky clean and perfect in their delivery and everything else. Yes. When you realize that these are real people that have real challenges, then it makes the whole relationship with Jesus more palatable because yes. we don't have to be perfect to come. He just uh, he improves us yeah. as we get embedded into his yeah. body. Yes, he comes to <laughs> us. This is the miracle and wonder of the Christian life. It's not that God is sitting up in heaven, twiddling his thumbs, waiting for us to arrive. Yes. That's an ill picture of the gospel that I agree, Kaz, is at work in the church. But um, the mission of this project in its broad scope is to inspire a generation to experience the gospel at its core by following the ancient practice of confession Ooh. as told through the themed devotional that we've made, the conversation-based uh, study guide that we have created, and the documentary that really sheds light on real-life stories. Yes, and one of the things that happens when you get all these pieces together, it becomes a, a, a logical tool yes. to use in the church environment. So talk a little bit about that component. I mean, you're making relationships with pastors and leaders of leaders and also parishioners. Yes. I mean, this is this has an opportunity to go humongous. Yes. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm San Diego homegrown. And so we really believe this is something grassroots that God has chosen. Then his sovereign plan to begin here for whatever reason that is, you know. And so any chance we get to build deeper relationships with pastors, leaders, um, 
of all kinds, creatives across the United States and the world over this concept, especially we're excited and eager to. So if this mission and vision rings in your heart, please contact us, HaleyMontgomery.com. We actually want to hear from you and build a relationship with you over this um, beautiful, ancient, timeless truth that is just at the core of the Christian faith. And when you talk with Haley, I can tell you that you're not going to get a pompous, uh, self-elevating uh, person. You're getting a, a gal who just, who, whose heart is open for the Lord. And you're going to see, you know, you pastors and leaders in the church environment, you want to find a, a salient uh, platform to communicate God's truths. And sometimes we pastors and older folks, we don't really understand how to, to, to deal with the current generation. There are people in the, in the now generation among whom uh, Haley belongs that may speak a little different language yeah. than we do. But I'll tell you what, by coming into concert, pun intended, yes, but by great. coming into concert one with another, all of a sudden these people that you've had a hard time reaching, they're reachable because because somebody's speaking their language. And, 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 and Haley has a team, but also here's the deal. She's not so pompous to say uh, there aren't other applications to this, there may be some other pieces to this that not only you and your your people may be involved in, but this, I mean, for, for it to go like God wants it to go, it has to be a God thing, and Haley knows this doesn't, it's not going to be a Haley thing. Yeah. She just, she's moving this forward by listening to the Lord. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, let's, let's say you're talking to pastors and leaders and people in church environments right now. We've got about Two, two or three minutes left, but I want you to take about a minute to that and also give one quick website uh, activity. Then we're going to play uh, pieces of this last song. Yeah. So I would say to a pastor or to a leader or to anyone really who is struggling their way through the Christian life like uh-huh. the rest of us, um, we really do desire to just come alongside what God is already doing in your community. Yes, yes. And we have seen time and time again through the scriptures, but also in this short year and a half that this project has come to life, that he truly is um, a God who will set us free as we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to cleanse us and to free us individually, but also corporately and collectively. And we've seen the Holy Spirit do this work and we're just excited to see it spread. Yes. Speak to the pastors and the leaders right now. You got about 30 seconds to do it. Please pray. (laughs) (laughs) And please um, do not shy away from repentance. I would say that one of the deepest things that we encountered in the creation of this project is to see repentance come back to the pulpit and Mm. to us not shy away from sin. Um, we desire to see freedom come to the people of God. And so yeah. preach the gospel in its entirety. Yes, very good. And the Confessions Project, which you are doing, how can people find out more about that? HaleyMontgomery.com. HaleyMontgomery.com. Yes. My listening friend, we're coming to the end of the show, but I wanted to give an opportunity for a little bit more of Haley's music called Nothing Hidden to play. And while we're doing that, I want you to know that God loves you, and we're so honored to be with you on Come yes. Together San Diego. Thank you. And uh, Haley, thank you for joining us and giving us the insights. And here's a piece of Haley's song called Nothing Hidden.
Chaz Taylor, and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.